0: It's the Field of 12 after dark, and this is the most exciting show of the week. No offense to our other shows this week, but you can feel the games on Saturday coming. They are inches away. Speaking of games right now, we're watching Virginia Tech just pour 21 points on NC State in the third quarter. But if you're watching that, we hope you're listening to us as well. We're going to preview every single big game on Saturday. Everything you need to know for a full day of watching great football. My name is Greg Waddell. I've got two gentlemen with me tonight that I'm very excited to talk to. We've got Clemson's Darien Wrencher. We've got North Carolina's Michael Felder. And I just could not be more excited because, as you see, gentlemen, you know this, it's hate week in the state of Michigan, and I'm ready to talk some football. Felder, it's World Series for you tomorrow. Are you excited? you got to have some energy right now.
1: Hey, man, let's go Strohs, baby. Here we go. Come on. Go Strohs, go. Let's, Let's rock and roll, baby, deep in the heart of Texas. And Darian's off a huge win last week, so I know his vibes are up.
0: We may have lost Darian's audio here. Let's see if we can. Oh, no, no, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, baby. A win is a win, baby. A win (laughs) is a win. Hey, cheers to that. And uh, as always, you can listen to us on the SiriusXM app. You can find us on the Field of 12 YouTube channel. We do these shows Monday through Thursday. And then, of course, our big show on Saturdays after all the action. If you're watching us on YouTube, please click that subscribe button. We would love to see you in the comments as well. We're going to start this show, as we always do, with our toasts of the evening. I've got a special one, as I alluded to. It's hate week for the Michigan State Spartans and the Michigan Wolverines. So hate is on my mind. But every now and then, you (laughs) got to say something nice about those. You you do. you got to bring the love. So, gentlemen, Darian, let's go to you first. Let's give a toast
2: to our rivals tonight. What do you got? All right. I'm giving a toast. Even though I went to Clemson, I'm a Carolina boy. So I was never a major hater of the University of South Carolina. Now, I did always want to keep them in their place, you know, rightfully so. Clemson's the big brother. So I do want to give a shout out to what Shane Beamer's doing down there. The Gamecocks are 5-2, and two, had a big win last week. And look, it's when they're better, the state's better. It's better for everybody. So I'm gonna give a, a salute and a shout out to the Carolina Gamecocks. Um, I hopefully they make a bowl game and they keep it rolling.
1: Cheers.
2: Cheers.
1: Here's what here's what I'm gonna say.
2: I, no, I, you know what? Give me
1: give me that good lead in that you gave to him.
0: Okay, <laughs> give him something. I got you, Felder. I got you, Felder. You want me to go first here? or You just want the hype up? I just want the hype up. Well, I got you then. Listen, hate is a very important thing. Hate. Can fuel championships. Hate can fuel greatness, and right now I feel that running through my bones. And Felder, I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, there's some hate in that body. Who do you hate, and what do you like about who you hate?
1: Listen, I love amazing. my, I I love I love my haters. Of course, you guys you guys get me out of bed every day to go out there and smash your fears and, and smash your hopes and dreams. Um, I will say this: here's two things. I'm gonna go double. I'm gonna double dip. I think in what's happening with NC State right now, as they are down to 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 virginia tech that's rough and i don't want that to happen to them i wish i want devin leary to get better i want devin leary to be healthy enough for the nfl draft because i think he's an nfl quarterback right and i will say this though and you let off with this you said you said you're a carolina boy let me tell you something my man there's only one carolina there's only one of us okay and it's the school of jordan it's the school of Lawrence Taylor. Okay. There's only one Carolina. So I'm, I'm, doing, a, I'm doing something nice while so doing something a little bit bad. But yeah, that's a, I got it. You, you, you kicked me off. I had to
2: do it. I respect. Look, look, if you give me, if you throw any shade on South Carolina, look, I'm all for it. Look, do your thing. They're not the real apparently they're not the real USC, nor they they the real Carolina. So look, you heard it here first on the field of 12. Look, it is what it is.
0: I respect, hey, cheers, uh, for the record, didn't realize we were gonna have a tag team situation here, but that's okay, I fully respect it. I wish I had a couple other Spartans in here right now to back me up, because I need backup going into this game on Saturday. <laughs> Listen, the Michigan Wolverines, yeah. good football program, historic football program, sure, absolutely. Respect all of the history, respect the winged helmets, all of that. What I don't respect, about the michigan wolverines i don't respect their arrogance i don't respect mm. their whole we're better mm. than you. mike hart's yeah. little brother comments this air yeah. of who's got it better than us that jim Harbaugh yeah. brought to a yeah. program he was winning eight games a year with mm. so i don't have much nice to say about the michigan wolverines football program what i will toast to kindly is to one of the most electric players i've ever seen who wore a michigan uniform once that was denard robinson shoelace yeah Pretty humble he was, kid. He was
2: a monster. Yes. Loved
0: watching him play. So the nicest thing I can say about the Wolverines, Denard, hell of a player. <laughs> ain't
2: that's up on that's Saturday, the nicest though.
0: thing you can say? Denard ain't suiting up on Saturday, Darian. You know that, okay? But they look like Coram is, and that's still a problem for me. Yeah,
1: you got a problem still. I'll I'm going you this my mouth and drink. <laughs> right, listen, if I am gonna, if I was going to toast the Michigan, I'd toast to Braylon Edwards because Braylon did say that he was jealous of my beard. We did a show together, and he
2: said, man, I love your beard. You do have a nice beard. Um, Also, Greg, man, I feel like I was back in, like, a Friday team meeting. I thought like that's a (laughs) a speech that a man from Michigan State is going to give to his players, you know? I hope so. He's got to do something.
0: A wise Spartan, Mark D'Antonio, once said, pride comes before the fall. Mm. From there on, Michigan lost about four straight games to that team. You've seen it. The muff punts, the improbable losses that the more talented team has taken – they're the more talented team on Saturday, but the more talented team doesn't always win, gentlemen. So I'm going to cheers myself one more time because I'm
2: excited. <laughs> hey, good luck to you, buddy. We, we need all the luck we can
0: get. All right, let's 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 jump in. We've got other Big Ten games before we even get to my Michigan, Michigan State game. Sure. We're going to start with Ohio State, the number two team in the country on the road, Happy Valley. Penn State, good football team. We saw them get Are spanked they? by the aforementioned Michigan Wolverines. So – While this is another test for Penn State, this is the first test for the Buckeyes. Felder, you chimed in already. What do you expect from Ohio State going into this game?
1: I think they're going to come out and really mash them out. I I, like this. Like, and this isn't, this isn't about being an Ohio State fan or not. This is just, I think Ohio State is a team that's better. Uh, They're better offensively, obviously, than, than, we know they're better offensively than Michigan. Michigan Kind of fiddle faddled, and in, in the words of my buddy Alex Kushner uh, from Split Zone Deal, they Michigan kind of played with their food a little bit when it came to the Penn State game. I don't think Penn, Listen, I think Penn State's devouring. Or excuse me, I think Ohio State's devouring Penn State. I think that this is a team that's going to come in and just decide, "Hey, we started a little bit slow a week ago. Let's go get this work, baby. Let's go put the pause on them, uh, Darren. Like you, I, do you think I'm crazy for thinking that? Because when I look at them, I think that this is a team."
2: They want to start fast. Yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, obviously, I mean that's that's kind of interesting to, see, to me, too. Being on, like, any type of caliber program like that, the message is always let's play four full quarters. Right. And you can look at a lot of teams around the country, uh, not too many teams as, as much success as a lot of the top five teams have had. But maybe besides the Georgia-Oregon game, not too many teams have come out and played, like, complete quarters through and through. So yep. not, that's, the, that's the message. The Ryan Day's telling the guys so, which to me, a couple of these schools in that top five, top six, they can put together four quarters. So, a lot of these teams are going to play during the regular stretch. It could get really scary these last four games in the regular season. That's the mantra you want to continue to get better throughout the season because you're not getting better, you're getting worse. I will say on the flip side, obviously, Penn State lost to Michigan last week. Their back is against the wall. Um, because I don't know what, what I guess, the, the rankings, I guess, Michigan still can have the head. But say if Penn State goes to be, beats Ohio State, Ohio State beats Michigan, who gets in? You know that right. to me, that's that's the messaging. If I'm Franklin, I'm preaching to my guys. It's like, hey, you your chips. If you, you you can still give yourself a chance, you can. You're not in the driver's seat, but you can put yourself in a chance to maybe sneak back into the, to the championship towards the end. And so there's still a lot of motivation there, a lot of like energy that you can drive into that game. And obviously, they're playing a bigger opponent like they were last week. And it's like, hey. We get the job done last week. Let's bounce back. And they go beat Ohio State. Then look. Hey, you, you know what I'm saying? Your destiny, it could be right in front of you. Right.
0: So we know who gets in, though, right? Like, deep down. You know, like, we could say. Oh, yeah, facts. Freeway tie. We, we know who gets in. <laughs> it's Ohio State. And I'm also, to that to that point, though, I'm kind of like, I'm a, I'm a little bit questioning where James Franklin's head is at right now. And maybe right. you guys haven't seen this or not, but, like, There's a lot of headlines being made that have nothing to do with this Ohio State game that are coming from James Franklin's mouth right now. And I don't know whether it's just distractions, whether it's intentional or not, but like today he made headlines in a press conference basically defending how the institution of Penn State football didn't help him capitalize on their success in 2016, like six years ago, why they're so far behind Ohio State now. Uh, He had the whole scuffle with Michigan a couple weeks ago. That's still being talked about in the press conference. I have no idea what that means, but I just don't exactly trust James Franklin to come in and be the, the motivator that a Penn state team would need to upset Ohio state in this spot. Um, I guess Darian from like a, a, a recent player's perspective, right? Like does what your coach is saying publicly before a marquee game like this ever matter to the players or no?
2: No, it definitely does. Um. And <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to keep it 100% real. It definitely does. Because, look, uh, here's the incident for me. This isn't a hypothetical. I had a coach, a coach of mine make a comment before we played Ohio State in 2020 that Ohio State was uh, the 11th ranked team in the country. Wow. And when I tell you Ohio State came out for blood that game, Oh my gosh. We were all, and we, me, Coach Swinemer, he came in, he was like, Look, I said something to the media that y'all got to have my back for. And we were like, Yeah, we got you, Coach. He said, I ranked them 11. He's like, They didn't didn't play a full season. And that made headlines. And literally, Ohio State boat raced us. (laughs) And so I just think, whether whether it's the player's perspective or the, the opposing team's perspective, I just think that it definitely matters Um, and it can give people a little more edge or feel like that you're not focused. It's just anything. I think it it can definitely serve as a distraction whether you think it is or not. But I feel like the end result is going to have, that's going to be sprinkled in there. So I would definitely say yes. Um, But at the same time as a player, like as much as you want to keep, keep your focus and control, you don't want anything to distract you. So you like, they're probably like, Hey, let's just let that be what it is. Let's focus on the game. But at the same time, like I said, it's all sprinkled in there. It's definitely going to come to life at some point. Yeah. I,
1: the, the big thing for me, I think about that, and I think about I, – I I played with Gerald Sensabaugh, and Gerald, when we played Miami in 2004, and don't worry, Greg, I know that you, you said recent players. You called me old.
0: <laughs> I knew you called me out for that dick, Felder. I knew it.
1: <laughs> but with Gerald, Gerald said Miami, he goes, they run four plays. They run four plays. They just do it out of like a bunch of different formations, but it's only four plays. We got this. And so it's bulletin board material. You put it up there, you deal with it, but guess what? We won that football game because Gerald was right. Gerald was the one, you know, well, what's the saying? You weren't, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. facts. But Gerald was in the gym all day. And that was one of the Gerald. The only reason I probably have this job is because of Gerald, because I used to spend all day with him watching film and he taught me more about football than i probably learned from any coach so <clears throat> the big thing for me is you have to figure out where this fits and for franklin if you're worried about stuff that's not the football part of it that's the problem that's where what you mentioned greg that's where that came in comes into me where you worry about stuff that's not football so you got to get in there and you got to play you you know you don't have the same roster as them this oh By the way, can I just can I just say this? This Ohio State defense, oh boy, they're cooking with gas. They are cooking with gas. No stars, but they got a bunch of dudes that are listen. They line up, and and, and Darren, you can, I, you know what? Tell me about this. Awesome. When, you, when you see when you see two safeties lined up with their heels at eight yards on first and ten, and you're on your own 12 yard line and they're lined up with their heels at eight yards and they're they're not afraid because they're playing cover zero like what is that what goes through your mind
2: yeah either they are really smart and really good or really stupid we go. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm assuming they ain't stupid yeah they're <laughs> so, really good yeah they're really good and their coach has got a lot of trust in them because not two teams can do that you will get torched. But if you can do that, you can eliminate the pass and you can control the run. Big which it, which is like which can which makes it really tough on the opposing team.
1: Exactly. And that's what I think we're going to see against Penn State. Is it's going to be really hard for those guys to run the
2: football. it's going to be really hard for Sean Clifford to throw the football. So right and, that, and if you look at like Ohio State, that's why you go to Ohio State as a DB. Yeah they trust you you're going to put you on the island and if you go if you're going to come here and beat a guy you're going to have every every opportunity to so think it's going to be a big day for Sean Clifford and the boys, or it's going to be a long day.
0: Let me ask you guys this, and then we can move on to our next game. But um, Felder, you said, I mean, you don't envision this happening, so play along in my hypothetical. I am. Way. I'm playing in the world.
2: All right. Talk to me. Let's them.
0: say. Let's say we close our eyes and imagine right. a fourth quarter commercial break. They're going mm. to the huddle. It's not a whiteout because it's a noon game, which is stupid. But that place is rocking. <laughs> Penn State is down three points going mm-hmm. into the fourth quarter how has that happened Felder what is Penn State doing what are they capitalizing to make that a game that late in the game
1: pressure on CJ Stroud yeah. turnover pro- probably a turnover that goes for a score or goes into <laughs> the 10 inside the 10 and finding a way to stop the run that's the way it happens that's the way it, that's the way that that's the way that it happens that's the way we saw Iowa have some success it's the same thing they're gonna have to do those things um what, what, what do you got
2: yeah I would say if I'm envisioning it it's uh they come out get up on a, get up on the board early get a couple stops I don't know how they do that whether it's pressure or look whatever but they get a couple stops and I think they, they just have the momentum like I think they either keep them like along give them a long field or whatnot but I think they probably to me, if that's the case, it's like a 27-21 game. They might be up, but not about, about – we well, said three points. I see it being like a low-scoring game. I don't see them, like, blowing them out or it being like a crazy shootout. If a Penn State wins this game, I feel like it'll be like a 35-28 game, 20, you know. Whoa. So, you, uh, you, do you think that Penn State can win this game if the game plays into the 30s? You think they're going to outscore? I, obviously, they have to outscore, but I can't see them, like – to me, the game will be slower than fast if they win this game. Right, so what I'm—that's what I'm saying. So to me, if Penn State's winning, what we're talking about
1: is a game that plays in the 20s. Are oh, you think you think it's a 20s game? If no, no, I don't think it's a 20s game. Oh, I, think okay. it's a, I think it's you a I think it's a I think it's a 40s game, and I think Penn State right. loses by two touchdowns.
2: Right.
1: But what I'm saying is, for Penn State to win, they need this game to play into the 20s.
2: Right.
1: And that means turnovers. That means yeah, you know, poor, poor doing a poor job on third down conversions. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Is I for Penn State to win this game cannot get if you because guess what every time you score you give CJ Stroud the ball back right every time you score every time you punt you give him the ball back every possession you get he gets a possession listen I'm, I, I I'm not a huge college basketball fan but I did go to UNC you did and Roy Williams entire strategy is rooted in my guys are better than your guys So the more possessions that I have, the 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 more times I score, and the more times you miss, which means I'm gonna keep winning. And if you, the more possessions that Ohio State has, the more times they score, and the more they're going to win. And that's they 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 literally are operating. Ohio State operates on the secondary break. Look at that. Look at this college football guy talking a little college hoops.
0: I love it. I mean, you. I feel like you have to. You're obligated to. It's in your blood when you're a North Carolina. Uh, uh, kudos for the record i'll just fire off some numbers then we'll move to our sec game here but uh five straight in this matchup ohio state has won five straight in this matchup have been decided by 13 points or less with a couple one point games in there sure not been a true blowout in this series uh in the last five years no one in this series has ever won six straight games against each other so food for thought if you're going to go sprinkle some money at bet river's uh, you know, would be unprecedented if Ohio State does come in and just fire off on Penn State. Right. right. Yeah, but this,
1: right. ain't, this ain't Mike Geseki, Trace McSorley, Saquon Barkley, Christian Hackenberg.
0: Even. I mean. Yeah, we're, we're missing some dudes in the in the white and blue this week. Yeah. All right. We'll move to the SEC, uh, where we've got Tennessee hosting the Kentucky Wildcats. This is the classic trap game, look-ahead spot for Tennessee. They've got Georgia a week from Saturday, and Kentucky with Will Levis back is a different football team. Obviously, yes, than they Kyle are Levis. So let's go. Uh, we'll go to Darian first on this one. What are the odds that Tennessee gets caught looking ahead in this spot?
2: I think it's likely. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. Uh, I would just say off the top, you missed a couple of names. I think are really important to hit on. Tim, if you if you're going to the season right, take 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 us back to to August beginning like week one, going into that. If you'd have predicted, if you just went stat lines and numbers, who would have this season? People would have put their money on Will Levis. That and that's just like like just all sure. what he did coming into the season and the hype behind him. Nobody saw Hidden Hooker having this season. So to me, I think it's a really good game for Will Levis to put his name back in the hat. I think his name's kind of fell off. I think he's still like a, a top QB in this this upcoming draft. I think he's a prominent prospect but his, he definitely hasn't had like the season that he thought he was going to have being hurt kind of balance and stuff. So to me, if I'm him and I'm Kentucky, like this is the game because who would have thought they probably thought it would have been like Alabama or Georgia or whatever, who they'd have played, but they're playing Tennessee and this is the game that everybody's going to watch. You win this game. Like your name is like, it's back up there buzzing. So I think that's kind of the mindset. I think, ten- I mean, Kentucky's going to have with Stoops is like, they come in there and look, let's, let's go upset them. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe you have the stats. I don't really know who won the past couple of years. But I would assume it's not like nobody's just won that entire rivalry the past five years. It's probably been sure. split. If I'm So I feel like even though Tennessee – that's the thing about rankings. Even though Tennessee's ranked, Kentucky's like, that's still Tennessee. You know? Like they ain't been a top five team the past five years. They've been a team that's been battling and building that program. So if I'm Kentucky, I think you dish- – if I'm the coach, I'm disregarding the ranking. And I'm saying, hey, this is Tennessee. We played the past couple years. Let's go in there and beat Kentucky. If I'm Tennessee, though, look, if I'm Tennessee, I'm Bill Heibel, Coach Heibel. I am saying, if we're a championship-contending program, we got to win week to week. Because you look at the, you look at the ones who do it: the Clumses, Ohio States, the Bama's. um, That's probably the 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 three I'll probably name up there: the Michigans. You got to win week in and week out, like because it would be a true fluke to them. If they go into a Georgia game, not undefeated. Because I feel that it shows that their focus is not championship level caliber. But if they are, which they've shown up to this point, look, go win this game. And it's a one, one, week, one, one season mentality, one week mentality, go win this game, and let's go see what happens.
0: I did pull the numbers real quick, and then I'll throw back to you, yep. Phil.
2: Yeah, t- talk to me.
0: Kentucky has won two of the last five in this series. Tennessee won last year, three point ball game. Kentucky blew them out 34 to seven uh, two wow. games ago. So it has been pretty back and forth. Uh, and Will Levis right. has been involved in uh, two different sides of this rivalry. And,
2: yeah, and that's and that's what I'm telling you. know what I'm saying, as a, as a coach, that's what you, that's what you're telling the guys. You gotta you gotta find. Look, coaches find angles. Like you know, you've been room, You know, what I'm saying they find yep. angles to use, and that's the angle. And we beat these guys. These are the same guys we beat two years ago. Whatever, blew them out.
3: Here, hold on. I'm hopping. I'm hopping in here quick. I got a stat for you. This this is a good one. Uh, Kentucky though,
1: one and seventeen. In the
3: last eighteen meetings at Nealon Stadium. So keep that in mind.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I I was gonna I was gonna go with the 53, 14, and five record. Where this is how I can tell that like obviously Darren, you're a more recent football player than I am. Because Kentucky does feel like they're less of a they're they're they feel like they have they know what they're doing compared to Tennessee. But when I was growing up, Tennessee was the jam, dog. They were the best. Like I, we had, we had tenant. Like every every person from Charlotte that was any good at football, they went to Tennessee. Tennessee was a beast. And Who was coming out? Was that T Martin? T well, T Martin was there, but we had D'Angelo Lloyd and we had Peter Bulware and we had Omar Gaither and these guys yeah. all went and played at Tennessee because Tennessee was the heat. And then Tennessee kind of they felt they Tennessee feels like. Some sort of a like a monster that's been lost in the woods for a long time, and they have been. It's since what two thousand?
2: We'll call it two thousand seven. They've been lost in the woods. So hey, the, br- the brightest spot of Tennessee the past five years has been Alvin Kamara. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, that's a besides this year, Alvin Kamara has been the brightest thing to come out of
1: come out of Neyland Stadium. No, you're you're not wrong. I just I'm, but what I'm looking at is Tennessee. In, the, here's the scary part. And I don't want to. I'm not trying to hijack Greg, but like oh, it. Ten, Tennessee fans are like, they're waiting for the shoe to drop. They're terrified at the idea that they might actually be good because then it's like this can't this can't be real, you know? Right. It like this can't be life. What if it's what if it's wrong? This can't be right. Like it, they're they're terrified. So for me, when I look at this game, I agree with you. I need Tennessee to step up and push to make sure. And I think that Hypel as a guy coming from a remarkable winning culture with when you throw in Oklahoma, obviously some of the things he did at UCF, but him coming from that, I think is gonna instill in them this, this idea. They did Tennessee did a thing that, and I, I think you could probably speak to this with Clemson with Dabo, right? Where you you separate from what you used to do. Right. You're different right. now.
2: Right. This
1: is who we are. We're not trying to get the old feeling back. What we're trying to do is be this new version that's really good. Yeah, and I think they're doing that right now. And I think having a guy who's not steeped in that culture, having a guy who just came in through what did the, the the channels that Hypel went through from Oklahoma to UCF, all that stuff, he went through a like he doesn't care. Tennessee was just the best job that he could get. So he brought his stuff here. He wasn't a Tennessee fan growing up. He didn't go to Tennessee. He's not connected to Tennessee. So what he wants to do is build his own culture. And I think that speed and space—I think that persists. I love it. I actually saw a wrinkle last week where we're seeing teams use speed and space against people. Baylor—they they brought back the tunnel screen, and I was like, nobody who runs tunnel screens—they run tunnel screens anymore. Hey, Clemson comes comes round tunnels, i tell you. But every but everyone was so far outside worried about right. that, that bubble and getting to the outside that they were able to get back inside of it. it was essentially an A-gap run that happened at the hash mark because everyone was so worried about outside. But the point I'm making is they're addicted to tempo. When you watch Tennessee play, and I've said this on the show before, watch their wide receivers. When they catch the football and get tackled, the first thing that they do is look for the referee. Where are you at? Where are you at? Let's spot the ball. Let's play. And I love that about them. So for me, I don't think that they're going to lose this weekend. I think this is a rough game. But this goes back to something we mentioned with Ohio State and Penn State as well. If this game is in the 20s, Kentucky's got a fighting chance. This game gets into the 40s. This game gets into the 40s. Now you got a problem. We just saw Tennessee play Alabama in a game that was in the 40s. And that's a place that Alabama does not want to live. It's a place Kentucky doesn't want to live. And it's a place where Tennessee ultimately got the biggest win of this current college football season.
0: Right. So I'll just fire numbers at you again, because that's what I'm here for tonight. Uh, So (laughs) Kentucky three ranked games this season. Yeah. In all three they've covered and it hasn't really been close. So they played uh, above expectation against the three best teams on their schedule. If you're looking for what those actual games were, they beat Florida by 10. They beat Mississippi mm-hmm. State by 10. They lost to Ole Miss by three, but honestly, if you watch that yeah. game, that was a game that was really in their grasp for much yep, of the yeah. game. So, going back to one thing you said really stood out to me, Felder, and I I sort of alluded to this, but not as concisely as you did uh, this morning when we were doing the Best bets Show. It feels like with this Tennessee team this year, anytime they've been in a dice roll situation where the cards might not fall their way, they've somehow fallen their way. And I, that, yeah. that's not to take anything away from them because I, they obviously earned the win against Alabama. Um, but, you know, if they survived that fumble at the goal line that could have given the game away yeah. uh, right. against Florida, Anthony Richardson had the ball with a game-winning potential last play of the game. And I don't think any of us would point our fingers at Florida and say there's some world beaters at this point. So wow. I think it's it's fair to say Tennessee could be in the conversation for number one overall in the country right now based on what they've done.
1: Yep. But right. if they
0: keep putting themselves into positions where it's a dice roll, I mean, teams can only go so many times where they roll right. once and it comes up. So I guess to leave this, I'll leave you guys with this. Like, is Kentucky – the way they are built, and the way they want to play football, are they the type of team that if they do find themselves in a fourth quarter and a dice roll, do they have the stuff to go take that game? Yes or no? Father, what do you think?
1: I think they do. I think because they're so dangerous offensively, and this is something – listen, it's been, I've had a hard time coming to terms with this as a defensive guy. But the reality is, is the way that the rules are set up, the way that games are called, the way that football works up right now, offense rules the world we've seen nick saban adjust to it right we've seen him realize i got i i do have to score 49 points to even be in this football game so i think that's the key and i'm sorry when you saw me just do this um virginia tech just had an insane play where they fumbled the 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 kick and then got hit fumbled it again and it fumbled right to another guy where they ultimately didn't turn the ball over it was insane so there's a lot going on right now i'm trying to keep up with everything but no, I think offense rules the world. And because here's the reality Tennessee's going to be out there on a limb by themselves. You know what's going to happen? They're going to get a pass interference that gives them a free first down. That's what's going to happen. That's the reality
2: of college football. That's the reality of football right now.
1: Am I wrong, Darren?
2: You're right. You're right. <laughs> Look, I, I agree. I think I think they I think they have enough to, to get it done. And that's why I, I was kind of. Like I said, I'm not a firm believer they're going to do it, but it's not it's not a crazy take to say this this can't be Kentucky, this can't be Kentucky's game to kind of get back in get back in the fold.
0: Yeah, they're in the conversation. It's there for the take. All right, we'll go to the Big Twelve next, where uh, a game I think it, it feels on paper like there might be some unknowns that could swing this game. It's Oklahoma State at Kansas State, and the unknowns I'm alluding to are. The health of the Kansas State quarterback position. Adrian yes. Martinez did not play Ooh. last week. Their backup quarterback was in. Their backup quarterback was playing pretty damn well. Got him to a 28-10 lead. All of a sudden he goes down. The third yep. speaker is in, and it fell apart from there. Uh at this point, both these teams won loss in the Big 12. So you can say they're right there in the conversation to still win the Big 12 conference. However, Kansas State had the non-conference loss. So You don't know what that does to them mentally here. Oklahoma State, I think, certainly feels like they are still in this game. Felder, let's go to you first. This line at Bett Rivers is essentially a pick'em, so which which surprises me a little bit given Kansas State's unknowns and also given the fact that Oklahoma State, I mean, last week just – impressed in that win against Texas. Quinn Ewers air mailing throws had to help them a little bit, Yes, but they capitalized. So do you believe that this Oklahoma state team is for real? And if so, they win this game, right?
1: I think they win the game. I think they are for real. We'll see if we get to see Adrian Adrian Martinez. Maybe it's Will Howard. Maybe it's Jake Brubley. But the key for me is Oklahoma state's defense has been better and better every week. And that's the part that really stands out to me is the how much better they're getting. They're getting more comfortable in their own skin. Obviously, when you lose a guy like a Malcolm Rodriguez, it's going to be really tough to replace him as a, as a key cog. So these guys are getting better every week. And, and, and I've talked about this before, but we had a Chuba Hubbard Oklahoma State team. Then we had a defensive Oklahoma State team with Jim Knowles. Now we've got a Spencer Sanders Oklahoma State team. And he's finally stepped in him and Max Duggan to me are kind of tied together as guys who we've seen playing for three, four years that have, they're finally stepping up into it. And I love what they're doing. i um, I think that Kansas state can be better. Um, even without Adrian Martinez, they will be better than they were a week ago because what people don't realize is the way that reps work in practice and When you don't get reps in practice, it's really hard to get thrust into a football game and go out and compete and do your thing. Um, We've seen a handful of guys do it really well. Uh, Anthony Richardson a season ago coming in for Emory Johnson or Caleb Williams uh, a year ago coming in for um, Spencer Rattler. But what Howard and Rubbley were tasked with doing was really rough because you don't get those reps in practice. And we saw them make those mistakes in terms of those interceptions. I think that Oklahoma State wins this football game. Um, I just, I, 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 this is it's it's going to be a really, but it's going to be a good game. And I think the Big Twelve is one of those conferences that's.
2: What do they have? They got four, five teams that are still poised to to have an opportunity to win. Right. They all in the. They all in the mix. Yeah, that was one of the conferences I looked at like just throughout the season. To me, has like, probably the most competitive depth. The Pac-12 yeah. is kind of to me yes. kind of teetering out a little bit. But I look at, like, the Big 12 as, like, any one of those teams could kind of emerge. Obviously, TCU's kind ran of through, ran through the pack as of now, and they're the front runner. But you look at everybody else, if everybody else is one or two losses away from yeah. really, like, from, you know what I'm saying, getting to that point of being in the Big 12 championship and, and making it theirs. I would just say, I think Adrian Martinez being out definitely hurts. Like, him and Deuce Brown yeah. have had, like, a, a nice little tandem. Yes. Uh, they've been really good. They've been really good together. Asian Martinez coming and through the portal has been huge for them. Just as a, he, he added some difference to the offense, which Deuce was kind of there doing that. But now you can you get a true playmaker to the quarterback position. So definitely is going to affect them. And they're one of those teams, like, I, I wish he was full fledged because they've been playing really well and playing with a lot of passion. And as a team, like, team morale wise, they gave up one early in the season uh, to a team they shouldn't have lost to. And yep. if I'm being real, obviously they said they would want to win every game, but it's like a realist a little bit here. That was a game I thought they wish they could have back. The TCU game they lost is one of those games where like you kind of just charge that one to the game. It's like, all right, we so, lost that game, but like we're still having a good season. And it's now to me this week's a big week for them because like you go from giving up a mulligan, losing to a good team, and now you're five and three. And to me, it could go, it could get, it could go back really, it could go back really close to how it's been in the past instead of the momentum they've been riding with throughout the entire season. So I would love, I would love to see them get get a big win here. Do I think they're going to do it? Probably not. But I know as Kansas State, that kind of backs against the wall. Hey, let's go continue to have a great season and let's make this like a eight four nine three year.
1: I will just say that we do. I do. I do stay in Tulane just for the record. I stay in (laughs) Tulane all day. Like they are one of the most fun defenses to watch in the country.
0: (laughs) Hey, you're not alone. Rob Doster loves his Tulane uh athletics as well.
2: Hey, Tulane's got a special place in my heart as well. Every year we went to Sugar Bowl, which not yeah, Sugar Bowl, which has a curse on Clemson. We've and three there during my <laughs> career. We, we, but we practice at Tulane every year. We, oh yeah. Uh, yeah yeah we we were practicing at Tulane down in New Orleans. Uh, and so yeah Tulane look shout out to, shout out to the boys.
0: Yeah. Uh I also we'll save our official picks until the end of the show. But uh just for the record, I do feel a little uneasy that it feels like this is a massive public is on Oklahoma State game. Anytime that happens, I usually try to jump ship. I do. <laughs> my, my gut tells me Oklahoma State should win this game, but it feels yeah. like everybody's saying that. So I've got my eye on it. We're uh, we're watching that in the Greg Waddell offices of making money. Yeah, I got it. Uh, got but- it. Let's move on to my game. I can't believe they made me wait 36 minutes to get here. Uh, And by the (laughs) way, if if you're listening to us on the SiriusXM app, we love you. We're here four nights a week. Also on Saturdays, making it five nights a week. Uh, And if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, click subscribe. Field of 12 is where you can find us. Michigan State, at number four, Michigan. J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, all that talent in Ann Arbor, it's there. Mel Tucker, super underwhelming in year three for michigan state had the great year last year kenneth walker is in seattle running for 90 yard touchdowns this team looks nothing like that but weird things happen in rivalry games in general specifically in this rivalry though darian am i crazy for thinking michigan state could keep this a game
2: you are definitely crazy look but I'm just keeping it real. I just I'm looking at it. y'all one and three in the coppers right now. It's just it's a tough <laughs> look. Look, go get another bottle too. Go get another bottle, man. Uh, I I think it's tough, bro. Even last year you may you probably could have convinced me a little more, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Y'all having a good season, but this year it look, I just think the y'all are wounded, bro. And I think it's gonna get ugly. And where's the game at? Ann Arbor. Okay, that's good. So there'll still be some fans in the stands. I think it was it was if it was at y'all y'all's place. Hey, it would've been empty, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's I think it's gonna be one of those games. And look, I've been to some robbery games like that where you go just boat race the other team, and it's just like, hey, it is what it is, man. This ain't really a robbery, but for but for a chance and for family members to come, have some drinks, and you wear your favorite colors. That's that's about it, bro. But as uh, far as the game uh, goes. Let me, let me. I think I think that. it's raps, bro.
0: You're you're doing me dirty right now, but you're honest, which I respect. That's why we love you, Darian. This is also a night game. I believe they just announced kickoff is 7:44 p.m. Eastern. So, oh. I mean, anybody in that stadium is going to have a chance to be boozed up for this one. I don't know what that does to the game, but uh Felder, I mean, just go ahead and put me down. Go ahead and just stab me. Listen,
1: yeah, man, I got to take you behind the shed like old Yeller, my man. This ain't gonna be a good one. This is, I, I my wife's going to trunk or treat, so like she's not even watching. She's going to trunk or treat, my man. Like, and she went to Michigan State, and she's re, She's like, you know what? We're gonna just take the kid out, and we're gonna do. We're gonna we're doing trunk or treat because it's. I don't. It's. It's. I think the most interesting aspect of this game, and 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 the two things that I've kind of tied together have been. Mel Tucker versus Jimbo Fisher and two guys that got Jimbo, got the a huge initial contract. Mel Tucker got that huge raise and both of them in 2022 have not looked even close to what we thought they should or could be. And it's for different reasons. Obviously Mel Tucker did it through the Porter Jimbo, obviously with the, the NIL collective, but like, I, is it how many years, like, I guess for me, like, you can't get upset about Mel Tucker this year because he just put a bunch of guys into the NFL and they're doing their thing and yada, yada, yada. But I also am not – like, if you – look. no, great, you tell me. Are you excited about the future of Michigan State football right now?
0: Uh, yes and no because – Mel is, look, I'm going to have to talk myself into it. It is what it is. You guys understand. Right. If, you, if you've been a part of a program, Hey, ma-
2: manifestation, right? bro. Look, look, you you give us the best part of what you got right now. Listen, and make me believe
0: it. So Mel, this is going to make me angry because I am one of the more critical Michigan State fans. Like there's, if any Michigan State fans are watching this, they're probably like spitting their drink out that I'm even portraying myself as this big Michigan State fan right now, because I've been very vocally critical of Mel Tucker this year. Sure. Uh, and I think rightfully so. Well, but, he's a
1: defensive backs coach, and they're defensive backs. So- horrendous. Horrendous.
0: Absolutely horrendous. And not, it's not just that, though. Like, it's game management stuff. Like, we almost yeah. blew the Wisconsin game at the end of last week because we had one timeout and we couldn't figure out to run a draw play, run 20 seconds off the clock, take the timeout, and kick the field goal. We had to run the kicker on. He misses the field goal. We go to double overtime, and because our wide receivers can win 50-50 balls, we come away with a win. But, like, is that what we're paying $95 million for? Is that type of game management? And that's – Felder, that's elementary stuff. That's not even schematic. That's not – it's just very simple elementary coaching decisions. And, I look, Mel, to me, is a marketing guy more than anything else. And sure. that, that can be perceived as a dig, but he definitely comes across as a cool type coach. I think he can appeal to players, whether it's in the portal, whether it's on the recruiting trail, we just lost a big recruit today, actually for the record. So it's not, yep. like these are all fine and dandy there, but I do think like uh, uh, Kenneth Walker just plugs so many holes for this yes. team last year. And if we're being honest about it, last year's Michigan state team was more like a six and six team that had a lot of things go their way in crunch time and had a generational talent at running back. And look, Kenneth Walker had five touchdowns in this rivalry game last year, and it still took JJ McCarthy fumbling the ball at midfield for Michigan state to win that game. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, obviously this year's not the year and I don't think we're going to kill him for that. But if there aren't signs of improvement next season, like if this is another four and eight football team a year from now, then you're gonna hear the people bark. So
3: yeah,
2: here's a conversation I think uh, Mike you hit on earlier, but just as you think about like the the similarities between Jimbo Fisher and Mel Tucker, right? right. Is the it, I think I don't know whose fault it is. Maybe it's the administration. Maybe it's the coach's philosophy. But it, you really see the difference in like building a good program and building a good team, right? Yes. So from for Jimbo's perspective, it's like all right, let's go get as many kids for this upcoming year's team. It obviously didn't work out, but we're going to use the NIL to do that, right? For Mel Tucker, I had one of my friends. I think his dad played at Michigan State last year. I think they took thirty transfer kids last year. Yes, they were put. They were pushing kids. You, I guess you know, you know the story. Yeah, I, when I heard it in the locker room, I was like, bro, what? I can't imagine that as like a player on a team. They were pushing kids out, and they they brought in thirty transfers. Yep. Obviously, it resulted in like temporary success, but that you can't build a program like that. Not and that's where to me, yeah. If you're going, if you're going to pay somebody that much money, I feel like you got to have a real plan of like a plan to like nurture the talent you have. there. obviously the poor is going to be there as so a kid's like any top program going to leave, but you got to be loyal to like, you got to really build a program. You got to be loyal to the freshmen and sophomores that are there and help them grow. Because like in the end of the day, that's how you build a team. Not just like a one day, one, one year kind of success story. So I, th- I think they're both struggling because that's that's their philosophies and yeah it'll be, it'll be kind of celebrated for a year but you look at the longevity of like what they're trying to build, like you can't do, that's not how Bama was built Clemson was built Ohio State's built and I think oh. that's what they want to that's what they want to be you know yeah but it's like I'll, you can't I'll go do quick yet. I'll go quick listen I think and this is the thing
1: that I've I've said you got to – the, the thing I love about Clemson is the low attrition rate. The thing I love about Alabama is they don't mind attrition because they've got other guys that are going to step in and play. They don't have to go to the portal, with the exception Definitely. of someone like a Toto or a Burton, whatever it is. But the reality of it is, is they, don't, they don't live in the portal. Michigan State lived in the portal that year, but all of Michigan State's prior success, they were loyal to the soil. They recruited that state and made kids that didn't get that offer from Michigan made them feel like that place was home. That's the difference. That's the part that matters. That's the part that's going to be interesting. I know we got a lot of ground to cover because we got to get – we got to get Dagan in here to get the game picks. So, do we – what do we want to do – can we hit these last three real quick before we get to the picks? we'll we'll run through
0: them very very quickly uh but look you're bringing up memory lane for me just saying we all the soil man we had the no fly zone a couple years ago now yeah. we're handing out frequent flyer miles to anybody that we come up against so <laughs> i, I want to see this fixed i'm just saying that and i'm not saying it can't happen just yeah here's to there that. we go Josh martins out here saturday have some hope at least in hey saturday. there's a way
2: there's a way there's a way
0: there's a way all right, let's go, SEC. Uh, as you mentioned, Felder, we got about 15 minutes left in the show. We got three more games to get through before we do our picks. If you're listening to us again and you want to hear the picks after, jump over to the YouTube channel. You can hear us go through the 12 biggest games of the weekend. Producer Dagan will jump in as well. Uh, we keep our records on those, so we'll make our official picks at the end of the show. But of course, <laughs> Florida against the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. This line right now, 22 and a half points, is what Georgia is favored. In this game, that's a lot of points for a team that did not cover that many points against Kent State and Missouri. And <laughs> I'll just throw this out there. Florida did have a one-possession ball game against the Tennessee Volunteers. Ball in Anthony Richardson's hands to make a play late. It didn't happen. So, uh, it, it, look, I feel like I'm trying to talk you guys into upsets tonight. Yeah. But how shocked would you be, Felder? If Florida is in this game in the final five minutes,
1: ten out of ten. Wow, ten out of ten. I, I here's the thing. Here's a question: Is like we 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 spend so much time talking about Anthony Richardson. Are there any other good players on Florida's offense?
2: Yeah, they should play Trevor Etienne a little more. I'm biased. Right. Look, I'm, 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 like, I'm, a, I, I'm an Etienne fan. Look, but, right. So we have. It. So you have a guy. <laughs> yeah. A guy. I don't know. Who don't, should they throw know. it to?
1: Who do you think they should throw
2: it to? The open guy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't know. I'm going to say, as you. look, is just because. He can't do it by himself. I don't even think he. What is he doing by himself, though? I mean, I'm saying, like, even him. I think oh, he, had, he, had a, he, had he had he had a lot of hype. Yeah, like, he had a lot of hype. Yeah. I mean, they did the whole Tebow thing beginning of the season. Yeah, they, they showed him like putting up the quarterbacks in the SEC. They were ranked higher to him, which they still are because they're playing better ball. I think, but I think the kid's super talented. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. They, you know, like, when I was playing, like he looks like a freak. He makes spectacular plays, but they aren't consistent. He doesn't make regular game. plays though. Like that's 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 the crazy part. One one of the, one of the quotes we used to have was like, "All right, you make the routine play all the time. You make the impossible play most of the time." He makes impossible plays like most of the time. He never makes routine plays. And right. it's just it's just tough to to really build a sustainable like really just the quarterback is is a, the leader of the team for the most part to build that around him when it's just not like it's not consistent. And so for me, I see Georgia really like I, I see Georgia embarrassing him um, and mainly because I, I think the morale at Florida is one to get really up and, and really down. And I think Florida, t- Tennessee have very similar similarities of like just program culture. Like if Florida would have been up this year, like their fan base would have been crazy. And you know what I'm saying. But it also is not a crazy thing for Florida to be down. It's like all right, this is just another year. Hopefully, they, I, hopefully Bill, Bill Napier can turn it around. You know, I, here's the guy. Here's
1: the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. I think is different. I think Tennessee fans they're a lot more like NC State fans, where they're waiting for something bad to happen to them. Right. And Florida fans are more like USC fans where
2: they're like, why don't we score 100 points every game? Right. They're, they're a little more optimistic. You, That's that's a great point. I, I like that analogy. Look, and so I think for Florida, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I just think that and if they're going to win this game, they got to really have a strong belief system. And I feel like any adversity doesn't go the way this game. I feel like it's going to go into the narrative like right, we're just going to we're just going to suck this year. It's not going to work. So for them to win this game, they almost got to play super flawless the first two quarters. They have to be. They got to be in the driver's seat going to the second half or something. But other than that, I can't see them fighting back and rallying back to get a win. It's. It, let me ask you this: the top 100
1: passers. Let me let me check the numbers. Top 100 passers. Don't do this. I know where you're going to. I don't completion me... completion percentage. Oh no, he's not in the top 100 completion percentage. No, it's tough, man. That's rough. And we're not talking about deep balls. We're talking about intermediate, shallow.
2: Right. Just just can just complete the ball. Yeah, I know. And,
1: and I don't want to bag on. It. I listen. I hate. I don't want to. I never want to bag on kids. Like I'm not. I'm not here to do that. Like the thing for me is when I look at it, I. I He's got a long way to go, right? So I want him to get better. I want him to get better. I want him to be there because he is like he has a, he only has 170 pass attempts this year through seven games. Let me flip
0: this quickly because uh, I don't think to your point, I don't think there's anybody out there who wants Anthony Richardson to get better than this very network. We spent two weeks at the top of the season, yeah, we, we but, did right <laughs> in the biggest crowd <laughs> of college football. Uh, but look against Tennessee, who I, I shouldn't make a comparison between Tennessee's defense and Georgia's defense, but sure here we are. He had 453 yards passing against yeah. Tennessee, who's now the number three team in the country. And to, to me, that was a game because of the way Anthony Richardson played right. in that game. So, like, is there a world where he can do that again against this Georgia team, or are we just given a no hope?
2: No, I don't think it's I think it's definitely possible. Um it's possible. And I, I, but to me that's what it's gonna take. For them to win this game, he's gotta play like a Hosman contender. Even though he's out of the Hosman race, he's gotta play like that caliber of player for them to have a chance. Yeah. That's that's it. Like Hinda Hooker is playing hot he Hooker is the front run for the Hosman. That's why Tennessee is doing what they're doing. In order for them to have a chance in this game, Anthony Richardson has to play like a Hosman contender.
1: Yeah, I also think that that's the idea of possessions, which we talked about a little bit with that Roy Williams analogy where Tennessee was just going up and down and up and down and up and down. So he got more opportunities. He threw the ball 44 times. Yeah, He's only thrown the ball over 30 times one other time this season. So to me, one of the big things for me with football is what does your coach let you do? Mm-hmm. I, and The first time I noticed this was with Jalen Hurts. With Jalen Hurts, they didn't let him throw the ball past, what, 12, 15 yards for the most part at Alabama? Because they were like, we don't trust you to do this. Uh, With Nick Marshall at Auburn, they didn't let him really throw the ball deep. And it's because they don't think you can do it. And with the exception of the Tennessee game, doesn't really throw the ball. And he certainly doesn't throw the ball far. And that's the part that's going to be interesting because let's be real, the Missouri game, he threw for 66 yards. We want to go, we can, let's flip it. You want to, do we want to, right? That you out? got, you got Don't too extreme.
0: Don't flip <laughs> it. it. Don't flip it. I'll speak for all Florida fans. Don't flip it. Don't flip it. We're good. Let's just talk about the game that he was. No, playing. no, no. Hang on. I'm
1: doing the math right now. 453, that's nine. That's one, one. Carry the one. 519, five, five, divided by two. So between those two games, Tennessee and, and, and the Missouri game, Tennessee, that's two, two, that's four. One one, got, got, got some quick math going on. Five right quick, here. That's another math. one nineteen. So that's another nine. So two. That's two hundred fifty nine yards. That's the average between those two games. Yeah, and that
0: uh, that's not going to cut it against Georgia here. Bingo. So,
1: that's that's right. the point.
0: You're right. Yeah, he needs the spectacular version of himself that maybe comes out every six games, if we're
1: being generous, in order sure. to have a chance in this football game. The so, Tennessee game was uh, the best game that he's ever played. Yeah, Every other it, game, he's only – the Tennessee game's the best game that he ever had, and then the rest of the games are 168, 143, 112, 240, 66,
0: and 185. Yeah, and it still wasn't enough. So, yeah. And uh, you probably need more than that against Georgia. But, you
1: you but he needs help. He needs help. Right. Right. He needs help. Right. Who, who is he throwing the ball to? I love this. I love their tight end, but who else? The open guy, Zipper, what is it? Zipper <laughs> you Keon know, Zipper, right? I like him, I think he's good, but like Justin Shorter, I thought was going to be a star when he was going to go to Penn State and play with Justin Fields, and then it didn't work out. Pursault Purcell is a guy that comes in and he's manageable, but he's not a superstar. Henderson is okay, I think Zipper is probably their best pass catcher, but they don't get him the ball nearly enough, so like this is you got to find weapons. And I don't think – if you don't have weapons and you can't challenge Georgia and you can't make Georgia play into the 30s, into the 40s, where Stetson Bennett has to win the football game, because we haven't even talked about Georgia. If you can't make Stetson Bennett win the football game, then what are we doing?
0: Right. 100%. All right. We're going to jump and we're going to talk TCU against West Virginia here because TCU sits alone at the top of the Big 12. And that's impressive. They, I looked at their schedule, by the way. They do yep. not play a ranked team the rest of the way.
1: They so already played I, them.
0: I, I was going to say, I know some some teams have come in and out of the rankings. Some might have been better at the beginning of the season before we know what they are. But TCU has really gotten through the gauntlet unscathed of the Big 12. And we yes. a lot of people everywhere are saying, hey, no one's going to get out of this conference unscathed. Well, they're going to have to drop one they shouldn't drop at this point in order yes. for that to happen. This week, they go at West Virginia. And my good friend, my co-host of the Best Bets show, Jimmy Ott, picked West Virginia outright Ooh. to win this game. So it's wow. not – like it's crazy. Wow! we have to ask the question because if you go through TCU's schedule, they have had a series of injuries to opposing teams like I have never seen. Generally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is this TCU football team – the luckiest team in college football. Darian, what do you think?
2: All right. So here's here's where I'm going with its I'm going to say this. So people, as much as I do want to see playoff expansion, there's a reason that four teams have been like the way it's been. Like that was, there was a reason that some somebody, somebody said to a committee, I was like, we're going to pick four teams to be the CFP. It's because when you get down to it, through 12 games, not the, the I feel like the real contenders are going to prove themselves. And for TCU as a program, like you said, I, I think they they have done a lot of hard work, which I commend them. And Matt, like the Dunnigan kid, he's, he's balling. I, I, like, I think their program is – they've earned it. But at the same time, to me, championship teams, they finish through 12 games. And so if they, if they are going to be a true contender, these next four games or whatever they have, three games that they have left, are really going to decide their culture because – like I, you, it's, it happens every year. There's gonna be somebody who lays an egg. Like it's just, it's gonna happen. It's not. Like, it's it's like really win one of these top teams and it, and someone of these conferences is gonna lose a the game they shouldn't. They they should have won. And I don't know which team it's gonna be for TCU. And I'm not saying they can't they can't go undefeated. It, but it 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 was surprising for them to lay an egg these, these next couple weeks.
1: I am a TCU believer because of how explosive they are. Go Horn Frogs. They, they are explosive. And I think being explosive matters. I think they have the best wide receiver in the country in Quentin Johnston. And I think his ability to win those 50-50 balls, the fact that they are, what are they? They're seven plays behind Tennessee in terms of plays over 40 yards. So we've got Tennessee, we've got, Ohio State, TCU, and TCU's ahead of Alabama and plays over 40 yards. I think that that means that, and this is something I think about a lot when I think about football, touchdown. If the difference between a team like an Iowa, who has a very good defense, and a team like TCU has an okay defense, but has an explosive offense, is a touchdown's one play. One play. It's all it takes. You play listen, you were, you played at Clemson. Y'all had plenty right. of one play touchdowns. Right. They changed it, they changed the momentum of the game. And that's a that's a different they changed the momentum of the game. They changed the score of the game. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Like they they changed the score of the game. Like it's it's not the same. Like, oh wow, we were down by three and now we're up by four. And all we had to do was play football for 12 seconds. And TCU has that capability, and I think that's the reason that I feel like they're legit. That's all. all. I think they win this weekend. I'm excited for them.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Quentin Johnson because he's a guy that I don't think it's enough love from yeah. not just us, but from everybody. I mean, every time I flip on a TCU game, I swear to God, that kid is making a big play. He actually reminds me of a guy, Darian's going to like this, or maybe he's going to feel like I'm disrespecting his boy, but he reminds me of Mike Williams a little bit, just a big bodied receiver who can just win at the point of attack and be physical and has great yeah. hands. Um To me, he's a guy that I think I almost made him my three-star a couple weeks ago, but that was the week that Jalen Hyatt had like six touchdown receptions, so it couldn't happen. But He's going crazy uh, right now. I'll tell you right now, though, with TCU, we we can say, like, give them credit, right? If you look back at the last couple weeks, I mean, they found themselves 18 points down to Kansas State on the ropes, and regardless of whether it was luck or not, like they had to earn that comeback, and they shut the door, and they did. A week before to Oklahoma State, they were down two touchdowns. And Oklahoma State had issues offensively in that game, but TCU stormed back and made the big plays when they needed to. So they've earned this position that they're in, even if we want to call them lucky. However, while we may talk about the future schedule and say that it opens up for them, they still got to go to Texas. They still got to go to Baylor. And if I had to put a chip on whether or not they would lose one of those two games, I think I would still lean they blow one of them. And I don't know which one, right. um, but it, look, this Big Twelve conference this year, there's not a lot of separation to me between number one and not number right. six, number seven. Uh, so I'm not
2: trying. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to play Texas. No. That looks. I, look, it's gonna be interesting. I think. I just, I think some of the records, the rankings, don't really prove how good teams are.
0: Yeah, not if Quinn Ewers wipes the hair out of his eyes. Also, that might help him a little bit. Just, saying. <laughs> just throwing that out there. All right. All right, uh, we're going to move to our picks now. Let's welcome producer Dagan Hayes. Hughes, I'm sorry, Jesus, Dagan. Dagan Hughes. <laughs> what was that?
3: What was that, Greg? <laughs> uh, I
0: know. Look, I, this is, you and me are enemies now because you already know my MLB pick for the that bonus. Is that is true. That is true. That uh, is true. Listen, we're going to go in order tonight. Darian's going to lead us off. Then we're going to go to Felder. We'll come back to me, and then we will go to Dagan Hughes. Uh, we've got 12 games to get ah, through ah. I'll tee us off. East Carolina at BYU. Darian, who
1: you got? I like the Cougars. Are you kidding me, dude? You know I'm picking ECU, man. My my parents went to school there. Give me that
2: whole Allers. Let's go, baby. The the spirit of Zach Wilson will prevail.
0: <laughs> this game's in the mountains, right? Yes. So yes. It. It's in the, then it's BYU. That's the pick, Dagan.
3: I'm with I'm with Felder, man. No quarter. Let's do it.
1: My man, you let's, said it. The best go. slogan, let's the best, go. the best slogan in all of college football. No quarter. And no disrespect to all in, no disrespect to whatever Michigan State's thing is, but no quarter is the best slogan in college football.
0: Yeah, Michigan State's got about six slogans right now and three more slogans than we have wins. Let's just move on. Oklahoma at Iowa State, Darian.
1: The Buckeyes. Oh, I'm going Ohio State. Come on. Are we oh, we've, we've talking about this. Fellas. We're on the wrong game o- here. Oklahoma
0: now. at Iowa State.
1: Wait, wait, oh, I'm I'm going through the,
0: in the cyclones.
1: I'm going through this list. Of, okay, I wrote look, the list I, down. I, I got
2: the, the, the list, list wrong. Too. It's a new it's a new look, list. <laughs> look, I'm going with BB. I'm going with Britt Benables is keeping the season rolling. Uh the Sooners get a dub. Oh yeah, I'm going to Oklahoma too. I just I'm sorry
1: I wrote it down the way that you emailed it to me. Yeah, and- we're, we're, I keep everybody on their toes around here, right? Hey, we gotta release the Importance of the game,
0: Mel. Have you ever <laughs> seen an audible at the line of scrimmage, my friend? Sometimes we <laughs> make adjustments. Okay, listen. I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm going Sooners, and I don't feel great about it, but they're more talented. Dagan, who you got? I am going Iowa State
3: in this. Okay, game. I'm going with the upset Come on, Cyclones. This Iowa State team has lost their four games. They lost four in a row by 14- yeah combined points this team this team is this team is not as bad as people think um and and i don't know it's not that they're bad it's that
1: they can't finish
3: well okay well they may not be able to finish but let's also not forget that oklahoma put on possibly the three worst games you've seen a three game stretch worst games you've seen yeah but they're uh, they're a
1: different team with dylan gabriel in the game
3: felder just we'll see we'll see you saturday night right (laughs) give me the cyclones
0: All right, to the Big Ten, to maybe my vote for ugliest game of the week, Northwestern, at Iowa, Darren.
2: I'm
1: like a Northwestern. Wow, amazing. I'm going Iowa. Um, I don't know how they get to their um, average of 14 points, but they get there, and I'm going with Iowa.
0: (laughs) If you watch this game, you're a sicko, but it's Iowa until proven differently. Dagan. We like ugly. Give me Iowa.
3: And... The under 37 and a half. Give me the under let's, let's get real ugly.
0: Let's make it real ugly, baby. All right. To a non ugly game, or at least for one side, yeah. a non ugly game, Florida against number one in the country, Georgia, Darian,
2: uh, I'm going with Georgia. Yeah, Georgia.
1: Come on. I'm do- I don't have to say anything else.
0: Yeah. It's Georgia. Dagan. All right. That was, that was quick. Georgia. <laughs> No questions asked. Cincinnati at UCF. D wrench.
1: I'm going with Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I don't think UCF is as good as they with folks have thought they would be. And so I'm gonna go with I'm going with Cincy. Let's go.
0: So solely because I'm a degenerate gambler and my instant reaction to this game told me Cincinnati's clearly the better team. I'm fading myself in this game, going with the home team. I'm taking UCF. Dagan. Give me, uh,
3: give me UCF as well.
0: I don't really have a reason. I don't know. I just picked UCF. So let's just do it. Dagan's own Notre Dame fighting Irish on the road against Syracuse, fresh off the loss to your Clemson Tigers, Darian.
2: I like Syracuse. I, I like them getting back. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the ha- they're having a hell of a year. They're going to continue to have, have a hell of a year. Syracuse.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going Syracuse as well. I think we're going to see a healthier Sean Tucker because he didn't play that much this past week, and I think that's going to be the difference maker here.
0: I look forward to the very odd Sean Tucker tweet after this game. Uh, well, please. I, I, look, I think Syracuse is the better team. I'm done calling them lucky after the way that they made that a game against Clemson last week. Yeah.
2: I the Orange. Right. Team.
3: So I don't really pick in this Notre in, in this Dame game. I normally pick with my heart. But I have another game that is filling the void uh, or filling the heart pick tonight, and we'll get to that a little bit later in the sh- in the picks here. But so I'm going with this one with you know my head, but I'm still going Notre Dame. Give me the Fighting Irish. I, I think one thing that we saw last week with Syracuse, they struggled to stop the run against Clemson. The only thing yeah, Notre Dame yeah. can do on offense is run the football. So I like the matchup. Give me Notre Dame.
1: Dagan, what's the score? What do you think the score of this game is going to be?
3: Uh, okay, now you're asking a lot of questions. Um, all right, let's see. <laughs> Score this game, give me 28-24, Notre Dame.
1: Oh, that's a good score. Yeah, that feels right.
3: You can see it. Uh, I, I also, know a little bit of football around here, guys. I'm not just the guy that sits back here and clicks the button. Right?
0: Just just throwing this out here, Syracuse is 6-1 and one against the spread this year. They've been a very profitable team to throw your money on. Okay, to the ACC where we have Wake Forest, number 10 in the country, quietly Wake Forest, at Louisville.
1: Darian, you go, Deeks. Same. Listen, Wake is Wake is remarkably. They're a calculated football team. I love how the right. way that they play football. They are they execute at a high, at a very high level.
0: Yeah, I like Wake. I like Sam Hartman. I like rooting for this team and watching this team. And maybe my heart's getting the best of me, but I think they're the better team. Dagan,
3: I feel like we need to give more credit. To Wake Forest. Number 10 in the country. I, I couldn't tell you last time I mentioned them on this show. Maybe that's on me. I don't know who that's on, but we got to give these, these Demon Deacons a little yeah, bit. Yeah, put, put
2: some respect on the ACC, man. Hey, man. We'll, we'll, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, Darren. If they, if they
3: win this game, they'll be back in. Don't worry.
2: Hey, that's right, a bro. group
0: play. And, uh, you know, when we get a group play that's not the one number one team in the country, obvious group play, we take a social around here. Cheers, boys. Cheers,
1: cheers, 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 cheers. We gotta cheers. get Greg a new bottle.
0: We do need a new bottle. I tried to milk that like there was something left. But, look, I'm looking ahead to Saturday night already. Let's go straight to it. The Spartans at the Wolverines. Darien.
2: Michigan. Not state. <laughs> just Michigan.
1: Yeah, just, just Michigan classic. Not, not the – by the way, that campus, goodness, man, it looks like Army barracks. <laughs>
0: Uh, no comment on that. Look, I want to make the pick with my heart so badly, but there's one thing I will never do. I've said it on the show multiple times. I will never lie to the people, and the people need to know that Michigan State is going to take an early lead in this game. I'm thinking 7-0, maybe 3-0, but 7-0 around the six-minute mark of the first quarter. I can see it. Ah! And then they're going to lose 44-7. Michigan runs them out of the building. Dagan.
3: Give me Michigan.
0: That's easy. I'm not, I'm, we don't need to talk about it too much. Let's just move
2: on. That's
0: another social, and I'm out of alcohol. So, let's move on. Darian, Ole Miss at Texas AM. Is
2: it getting ugly for Jimbo. I'm going Ole Miss.
1: Yeah, I'm Ole Miss as well. I, I think Lynn Kiffin has a real b- bounce back after losing last week. Could this be three straight socials? Because
0: I'm on Ole Miss. Dagan.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell is going on in College Station, but – Whatever it is, uh, it's not going to help them win this game. So, give me, give me Ole Miss.
0: Wow. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Big 12, Oklahoma State at Kansas State with quarterback questions. Darian.
1: Oklahoma State. Give me the pokes, dude. I'm rolling with the pokes.
0: I mean, you're gonna make me run to the fridge and grab another drink, but I'm on the boat,
3: staging. <laughs> yeah, you already know where I'm going with this one. Uh give me Oklahoma State. But if Adrian Martinez plays, it could be a little bit different of a game. Still, still good. I to agree. Cowboys, but it could be a I little agree. bit different
0: of a game. I'm literally play. running to grab a drink because I abide by my social rules. So buy me some time here. Kentucky, Tennessee, Darian.
2: Kentucky, Tennessee. Look, I want hit a hooker to win the Heisman. That's the bro. Yeah. I want to win the Heisman but I can see Kentucky getting this game I'm gonna go with my heart well I want, to, I want to, I'm gonna go with the balls but just know when y'all say Kentucky you got my you got a good nudge for me what do you what do you, so what do you think the final score of this game is uh, if who wins if Tennessee wins Tennessee wins if Tennessee wins 55 30
1: like 56 35. okay yeah okay and which is why I'm saying Tennessee thank you Right,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> I, yeah.
2: I like if they win, it's gonna be by a good little margin. I'm, I'm
0: gonna flip it. I think that dice roll that Tennessee's been rolling continues, and they're in a tight game late, and they win by one score, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. But I will rock with the ball, Dagan.
3: You've been hearing me say it all year. We buy Hooker
0: around here. Uh
3: Give me, give me Tennessee. <laughs> okay. You guys may not say that, but that's. Been I'm I- glad we more. got the extra. Drink, what? Guys.
1: Look at <laughs> it we're buying hooker all year
3: long we don't we don't we don't stray give me Tennessee
0: the hooker in the Hyatt That's to right. Ohio State at Penn State They're in go Buckeyes.
1: yeah I mean listen we're gonna be seeing singing Carmen Ohio this is it's game over this is going to be a blowout like I I truly don't think this is going to be a close football game
0: I'm just counting up how many picks in a row we've all agreed upon.
1: We're all just – they're all going to be wrong.
0: That's that's five in a row that all four of us have agreed upon. And because of that, gentlemen, I'm changing my pick. I submitted Ohio State. I'm going Nittany Lions here. I think hey. something's going to happen to this Ohio State. Okay. Listen, C.J. Stroud has made mistakes in games that it hasn't mattered. Okay, he threw a pick six against my Michigan State Spartans. He was kind of loose with it against Iowa, and sadly it was Iowa, so it didn't matter. If he does that in this game, it's going to matter, and I'll be the differentiator. I will take the Nittany Lions. Dagan, what do you got?
3: Well, Greg, uh, I hope none of us go undefeated because it's going to be uh, one loss on your on your record for this weekend.
1: Um, <laughs> but,
3: uh, but uh, Penn State fans, you have Fox to blame for this game not being close. Uh, if this game's at night, a whiteout, totally different game. It's at noon. Yeah, g- g- give me Ohio State uh, by a lot.
1: I don't care if they played this game on the moon. Ohio State is going <laughs> to beat their brains in. Well, you know, they're going to look for
3: for a reason for why it wasn't close. So we'll just give them the reason that Fox put it at noon and didn't let it be played at 730.
1: All right, what else we got?
0: Yeah, I, I know our boy Hack's out there somewhere, and I just hope he's proud of me for that. I did my best, Hack. Wherever. Shout sh-
2: sh- out oh, to Hack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all
0: right, we have to end with a bonus. The World Series starts tomorrow, and uh, if you don't know, Felder's got a team with stakes here. Dagan's got a team with stakes. It's the Felder Dagan Bowl. Philly's Astros. And Clint. You
3: can't forget Clint. He's not here, but he's, he's also And,
0: and Clint. Well, Clint, yeah, you know you know where Clint... He's in the candle room right now. That's right. We're, uh, we're going to go and make our World Series pick. We're also going to give the number of games in this series. So, Darian, who you got and in how many games?
2: Y'all gonna be so disappointed in me. It's five games in the World seven. Series. Seven. Best of seven. seven. Best of seven. <laughs> Best of
0: seven.
3: That's all right. That's Best all right. Dave, this is good. This is a, this, this is good.
2: Yeah. Look. Look. I have. I have no. Not a baseball guy at all. Um. I did. I'm gonna go with the Astros solely because one of my coaches was a foreign pitcher, Bill Spires. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he he coaches at Clemson now, so he was a foreign pitcher for the Astros. That's the only reason I'm doing that. I think I like the Phillies colors a little bit better, but we'll go to the Astros.
1: Oh, listen, I'm yeah, an I,
2: I guess, how, what's, the, what's the minimal games? Four. What's the least. Four of is the you least. have to win four. Yeah, yeah. First thing to win four. So it's, it's just like NBA. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to just go off the whim and say it goes <laughs> to six six games.
3: Astros in six. All right.
2: Fair enough. Fair, fair. enough.
0: And hey, when we whenever we start the the field of ten or whatever the baseball version of this would be, Darian, I don't think you're getting a phone call. I'm just a Yeah,
2: hey, hey, I'll be busy. <laughs> yeah, there
1: we go. There we go. All right, Felder, give us give us the case. I'm gonna go Astros and six. Honest, I mean, let's be real, man. McCullers, Verlander, like, I think they're gonna get the job done, and then we're gonna have to kind of come back around to get back to those guys. I also think that the reality of it is, is this is a team that I mean, listen. Do I love Yuli? Absolutely, have loved him forever. Uh, he and I are the same age, which you know what we stand a a thirty eight year old king. So <laughs> um, I'm rooting for him. I, I love Altuve. He's maybe my favorite baseball. The fact that I have two of my favorite baseball players are guys that are under five foot seven. Uh, between Biggio and Altuve, love both of those guys. Both of them play for the Astros. Uh, shout out to Bregman when we rep L, we rep LSU all day. So. I'm going. You know, I got to. I got to. Listen, we stay in the Astros. You see the hats in the back. You see all those bad boys. I keep them fresh. So I'm going Astros. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to watch as much as I can. As listen, you guys keep me busy at night. So we'll <laughs> see enough. how much I get to watch, Felder. You have. No, I'm, you I'm have no excited. idea, Felder.
0: <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You. You two are both not wrong. All right. Uh, so I feel like I'm choosing between uh, loved ones here because. Dagan knows how much I've enjoyed this Phillies run with him as a better little bit, too. I've been sprinkling with the heartstrings. But, man, Uh, by the way, I need to pull my bat up. When we're talking baseball, I bring the bat up. Uh, I should go get my bat. Listen, when when we talk about this Astros team quickly, they have the chance to do something very special. They have the chance to go undefeated in the postseason. How insane is that? They're approaching the World Series, and they have not lost a playoff game. So for reason number one, I think this team is the better team, I think this team is on the verge of something unprecedented. Jordan Alvarez is an animal. What he did to both of those first two series they played is just ridiculous. But also, simply put, I respect cheaters. And the Astros are cheaters. Bang the trash cans, baby. Let's get a win at all costs. Houston in four. Dagan, I'm sorry. We sweep the Phillies. Dagan, who you got?
3: Greg, Greg, Greg. What are we doing here, man? Come on. What, What was that? What was that? I've been waiting all show for this moment right here. So I'm just going to break it down. I'm going to break the whole series down for you right here in, in a minute, minute and a half. Philly's going to Houston game one tomorrow night. They steal one from Justin Verlander. Yes, you can call me crazy. I know Justin Verlander is probably the best pitcher in the AL. I get it. I understand. They steal one from Justin Verlander tomorrow night. The Astros will get the better of Zach Wheeler in game two. We go back to Philly 1-1. Phillies get the first two, three and four. Yeah, hey, give me that look, Felder. Give me that look. They're going to steal three and four. It's going to be three one going to game five. I'm going to be losing my mind in game five. It's probably going to take 10 years off my life. Uh, the the uh, Astros are going to win that game because Verlander's going to be back on the mound. So we'll, we'll give Verlander that one. We'll give him that So we're going five. all the way to seven? No, 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 no. We're going to six. Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. He has been the guy that has been the difference for them all season long. Probably the. One of the most consistent players, I've got to say, for them all season long, because the Phillies have been a roller coaster ride. They win it in six in Houston. Dancing on my own is playing all over Broad Street. They're greasing the polls, or I should say lubing them up, because I don't know. I don't I, we talked about this before. <laughs> before uh Felder, there's an adult entertainment company sent, sent some stuff down to to yeah. uh, <laughs> to Philly for the for the polls. But uh if if you got if you got to grease them, let's do it. Greasing the polls, Broad Street's gonna be a party. Give me the fills in six. Party like it's 2008, baby. Let's go.
0: You know what this tells me? Neither one of you guys are prepared for a seven-game series. If you're going to pick I'm the team i I'm fully prepared.
3: I'm prepared. Oh,
0: I don't know. I think there's going to be some nerves, Dave. We might need to call in the backup. <laughs> there's already
3: been nerves. You think I'm when's the, when's right the last now? time the so, Phillies well,
1: won the World Series?
0: 2008.
1: 2008. Okay. Not,
0: not that long. Well, it,
3: feels like,
1: it feels like it's been long
0: I mean, it's been a long time since you made the playoffs, but as far as like winning titles go, 2008's not that long.
1: Well, no, well, here's the last the Ashros won obviously in 2017. Um I'll never forget. I I'm I'm back in the house that I lived in when they won. After living in Chicago for four years, I moved I'm back here. And I laid down on the floor and was like, I obviously was I was I mega whisk was I whisked up? Of course. I laid down on the floor and I cr- my wife came down and saw me crying a little bit because I never thought that the Astros would ever win the World Series.
3: I will say, when the Phillies won 2018, I didn't cry because I was a little too young to kind of really fully understand the whole sure. the whole thing. But when the
1: Eagles won 2017,
3: a, a, a tier, may, or tier, tier yeah. two may have been shed.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like when you when you have a team that you think is never going to win, uh, uh, whether it's a national championship in, football, in college football, to tie it back into what we, we we do here on the show or a, a team you never think is going to win the World Series or a team you never think is going to win the NBA Finals. I Listen, I was a Mavericks fan and the fact that the Mavericks won the Finals was insane. Yeah, there I it quit is. my job. Dagen,
0: uh, the moment that you should have known that your World Series hopes died is the moment that we found out that Felder was whisked up on the floor That's in true. the house that he still lives I, in. I
3: also, I it. also forgot to mention that me, me and Clint Stern may have a little, a little side bet going on. I like it. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm just going to say we have a bet going on because when it is revealed who lost the bet, it's going to be much better than if I tell you what it is right now. So there it is. We're, we're I love gonna, it. We're just going to leave it at that. So I let's love go. it. Phils in six. Ride it all the way to the end. You know, I'll take I'll take seven. I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: i guess if either I'm one ready. of you seven, I'd feel more confident. And that was a fantastic teaser to all of our listeners and watchers at home. Stay tuned with what we've got cooking on the field of twelve network. There's a lot more football to discuss, and there's a lot more hilarious moments that will come down. Felder. Darian, thank you so much for being here for both of these guys. My name is Greg Waddell for Producer Dagan and everybody behind the scenes here. We will see you Saturday evening after Michigan, Michigan State on the Field of 12 After Dark.